Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet, your reader today. And today we have Monday the 28th of November, or the 4th of Kislev, on the Hebrew calendar. This week, the parasha, or the portion from the Torah, is called Vayetze, and that means he went out. And the scripture reading will be Genesis, or Bereshit, chapter 29, verses 1 through 17. Today in history, Zechariah receives a prophecy about true fasting. In chapter 7, verse 1 through 14, in the fourth year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month, the month of Kislev. Before we start reading the actual scriptures, please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking him for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Then Yaakov went on his journey and came to the land of the children of the east. He looked and saw a well in the field, and behold, three flocks of sheep were lying by it, for out of that well they watered the flocks. The stone on the well's mouth was large. There all the flocks were gathered. They rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep, and put the stone again on the well's mouth in its place. And Yaakov said to them, My relatives, where are you from? They said, We are from Haran. Then he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? They said, We know him. He said to them, Is it well with him? And they said, It is well. See, Rachel, his daughter, is coming with the sheep. Then he said, Behold, it is still the middle of the day, not time to gather the livestock together. Water the sheep and go and feed them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together, and they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. While he was yet speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. When Yaakov saw Rachel, the daughter of Levan, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Levan, his mother's brother, Yaakov went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Lavan, his mother's brother. Yaakov kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. Yaakov told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rivka's son. She ran and told her father. When Lavan heard the news of Yaakov, her, his sister's son, he ran to meet Yaakov and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Yaakov told Lavan all these things. Lavan said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. Yaakov stayed with him for a month. Lavan said to Yaakov, 
because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what will your wages be? Now Lavan had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and attractive. That was Genesis, or Bereshit, 29, 1-17. Now in our portion from the prophets, we will start reading a new book about the prophet Samuel. 1 Samuel, chapter 1. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim, of the hill country of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah the son of Yeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Suf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. The name of one was Khana, and the name of the other Penina. Penina had children, but Khana had no children. Now this man went up out of his city from year to year to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord Tzvaot in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinchas, were koanim to the Lord there. When the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he gave to Penina his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters, portions. But to Hannah he gave a double portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her rival provoked her severely to irritate her because the Lord had shut up her womb. So year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the Kohen, was sitting on his seat by the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. She vowed a vow and said, Lord Tzvaot, if you will indeed look at the affliction of your servant and remember me, and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a boy. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come on his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli saw her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk, and Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Get rid of your wine. Hannah answered, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have not been drinking wine or strong drink, but I poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your servant a wicked woman, for I have been speaking out of the abundance of my complaint and my provocation. Then Eli answered, Go in shalom, and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. And she said, 
Let your servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer downcast. They rose up early in the morning and worshipped the Lord, then returned and came to their house in Ramah. Then Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And it came to pass, when the time had come, that Hannah conceived and bore a son, and she named him Shmuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. The man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord and stay there forever. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems good to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman waited and nursed her son until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bulls and one ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. The child was young. Then they killed the bull and brought the child to Eli. She said, O oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore I have also given him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is given to the Lord. He worshipped the Lord there. That was First Samuel chapter 1. Now our portion from the writings will be Psalm 45 today. For the chief musician set to the lilies, a mashkil by the sons of Korach, a wedding song. My heart overflows with a noble theme. I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is like the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent of the sons of men. Grace has anointed your lips, therefore God has blessed you forever. Strap your sword on your thigh, mighty one, your splendor and your majesty. In your majesty ride on victoriously on behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. Let your right hand display awesome deeds. Your arrows are sharp, the nations fall under you, with arrows in the heart of the king's enemies. Your throne, God, is forever and ever. A scepter of equity is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. All your garments smell like myrrh, aloes, and cassia. Out of ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. King's daughters are among your honorable women. At your right hand, the queen stands in gold of Ophir. Listen, daughter. Consider and turn your ear, 
Forget your own people and also your father's house. So the king will desire your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. The daughter of Tyre comes with a gift. The rich among the people entreat your favor. The princess inside is all glorious. Her clothing is interwoven with gold. She shall be led to the king in embroidered work. The virgins, her companions who follow her, shall be brought to you. With gladness and rejoicing they shall be led. They shall enter into the king's palace. Your sons will take the place of your fathers. You shall make them princes in all the earth. I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore the peoples shall give you thanks forever and ever. That was Psalm or Teilim 45. And now we have come to our last portion of scripture from the apostles and we will read Mark chapter 4. Again he began to teach by the seaside, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he entered into a boat in the sea and sat down. All the multitude were on the land by the sea, and he taught them many things in parables and told them in his teaching. Listen, behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the road, and the birds came and devoured it. Others fell on the rocky ground, where it had little soil, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of soil. And when the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Others fell into the good ground and yielded fruit, growing up and increasing. Some produced thirty times, some sixty times, and some one hundred times as much. And he said, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He said to them, to you is given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest perhaps they should turn again and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all of the other parables? The sower sows the word. The ones by the road are the ones where the word is sown, and when they have heard, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. These in the same way are those who are sown on the rocky places, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with joy and they have no root in themselves, but are short-lived. Afterward, when oppression or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they stumble. Others are those who are sown among the thorns. These are those who have heard the word, 
and the cares of this age, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But those which were sown on the good ground are those who hear the word and accept it, and bear fruit, some thirty times, some sixty times, and some one hundred times. And he said to them, Is the lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not put on a stand? For there is nothing hidden except that it should be made known. Neither was anything made secret but that it should come to light. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With whatever measure you measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given to you who hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And he who does not have, even that which he has, will be taken away from him. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should cast seed on the earth, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow, though he does not know how. For the earth bears fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the fruit is ripe, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, How will we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable will we illustrate it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, though it is less than all the seeds that are on the earth, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs, and puts out great branches, so that the birds of the sky can lodge, can lodge under its shadow. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. Without a parable he did not speak to them, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the multitude, they took him with them, even as he was in the boat. Other small boats were also with him. A big windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so much that the boat was already filled. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and told him, Rabbi, do you not care that we are dying? And he awoke and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith? They were greatly afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? That was Mark chapter 4, and that concludes our reading of scriptures for today. However, if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this cycle, you would also read Romans chapter 15 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. It is a privilege to be able to read for 
all of you busy moms and others that might be listening. I pray blessing over you today. And Shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.